Hey friend, I'm Michael McCurry and this is the Bible Tract Echoes broadcast. Thank you so much for taking of your time and joining me today. We're going to dive right in. If we're ever going to make it through the book of Mark, where we've been incrementally, kind of verse by verse, account by account, we've been progressing somewhat slowly and we're going to try to turn the heat up on this radio host I'm speaking about me just a little bit today. Mark chapter number four, we looked at this account of Jesus sleeping on a pillow while a storm is going on. What would cause Jesus to do something like that? Didn't he care about his disciples? Well, of course he did. But let's find out from scripture why he did so. Look, if you would, in the book of Mark, chapter number four, we're going to dive right in. We may have a few things to mention at the close of the broadcast, so stick around. But Mark, chapter number 34, I'm sorry, Mark, chapter number four, and look at verse number 34. The Bible says this, But without a parable spake he not unto them. And when they were alone, he expounded all things to his disciples. And the same day, that's important, and the same day, when the even was come. Now, I believe it was last week on the broadcast, week before, something like that. We talked about the beginning of Mark chapter number four, quite a lengthy dissertation, relatively one of the longer parables that Jesus shares, talking about the parable of the sower. Remember, the chief thought that we're aiming at this week is you don't need to worry when he has a pillow. Basically, we're going to try to bring an encouraging thought today, but I, I do want to give some context to this. What would cause Jesus to be asleep at this moment? Well, you notice in verse number 33, it says, And with many such parables spake he the word unto them, as they were able to hear it. It could be that what we see here in Mark chapter 4 uh, the beginning part was not everything that Jesus said. It's very likely that he gave them the parable of the sower, uh, the mustard seed, and all these types of things. And then he talked to them all day long. Who was them? Well, it was the people that were assembled, those that wanted to hear from him. And then when he was done, when they were alone and everyone went away, then he began to talk to his disciples as well. I know sometimes we can... Uh, read scripture and not quite uh, grasp the context, but realize that Mark chapter number four bleeds into Mark chapter three, or should I say Mark three bleeds into chapter four. If you look at the end of chapter three, the last verse there, verse 35, for whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my brother and my sister and mother, and verse number one of chapter four, and he began again to teach by the seaside. It's quite possible, actually likely, that these are all one day. And in chapter number three, he deals with opposition. We talked about those mud-slinging Pharisees not long ago. We talked about how they were pains in his neck. They accused him of working on behalf of the devil and all kinds of craziness. But regardless... Even if Mark 3 and Mark 4 are not connected, though it's likely they are, think about how much energy it saps out of you to talk. And I'm not just talking about being on the phone with your best friend. I've been on the phone with friends an hour, 
even two hours. If I'm on a road trip or something, I need someone to keep me awake, there are some specific people I'll call and I'll get them started. Maybe telling some stories or we're just shoot the breeze a little bit. Can I tell you, talking at length can wear you out. I know what that can be like. There are times when I'll speak, a lot of pastors, a lot of men of God, uh, they can preach, speak three plus times on a Sunday. Every once in a while, I'll have one of those, often actually, and there'll be other times where I'll speak more than three or four or even five times in one day. I've had that happen before. Can I tell you, by the end of the day, I am wore out. And that's without anyone throwing tomatoes. That's without anyone being overly critical. That's just me talking. There's something about speaking to a group of people. I mean, honestly, kind of like what I'm doing right now. There's actually a component of this radio thing that you could make the case takes a little bit more energy than the average interaction. Because to some degree, I have to bring all the energy to this interaction, to our conversation, because I'm the only one talking, and I'm talking to a microphone and a camera. I have to imagine all of you out there. But I'll tell you, this 15-minute-a-day broadcast it doesn't wear me out anywhere near as much as preaching for 30 or 35, 40 minutes. Now, it's not one of those things where I'm just dripping sweat and I'm, I need a towel and I'm just completely wiped out at the end of it. It's one of those things that creeps up on you. I love it. I love preaching. I love opening God's Word. I, it's literally my life's calling. So I don't begrudge it for a moment. But there's something to it. Uh, when pastors talk about how on a, on a Sunday afternoon they need a nap, I hear you. I can use a Sunday afternoon nap as well as the best of them. But think about Jesus. Even if we don't consider chapter 3 part of uh, a continuation of a day of chapter 4. Let's just say it starts in chapter number 4. He spoke, the Bible says, with many such parables. He's constantly engaging with this crowd and then... When he's done with a crowd all day long, then he begins to expound all these things with a little more detail, a little more granular with his disciples. What a God we serve that he'd give that much time to the people he loves. But you think about it for just a moment. He is very likely drained. Jesus it's very likely was wiped out. I, I know Jesus is God, was God in this circumstance that we're talking about, this account. But you must realize that Jesus is 100% God, yes, but also 100% man. And with that came all the frailties besides sin, of course, all the irritations. I mean, he probably every once in a while got a rock in his sandal that he needed to take off and, and shake it out of there because it was bothering him, because it was painful. But in the same way, Jesus must have gotten sleepy. He was probably really looking forward to going to sleep. He brought his pillow with him on the boat, or at least he found a pillow. I don't know where it came from. And he curls up in the back of the boat and he goes to sleep. You know, I think about Jesus. I think about all that he invested in a very short amount of time. The most well-known person in history, character of history. Of course, he's divine. He's not just a person. He is the person. 
But I think about him sleeping back there. Those disciples, when they were rowing out, maybe to get away from shore, put the sails up, and they started moving out a little bit, right before the storm really started picking up. They felt the wind. Maybe they were a little wondering. I hope this isn't a bad one. But they were thinking, let's not mess, let's not wake up Jesus. He's sleeping back. He's had a really long day. He's explained so much to us. This was an amazing day. Shh, shh, don't talk too loud. Jesus is sleeping in the back of the boat. I wonder how long it took them. They were thinking he's so very tired, but there came a moment, a time, when they were so overwhelmed by their fear that they finally decided to go wake up Jesus. They knew it hadn't been that long that he'd been sleeping. They knew that little cat nap wasn't going to do it, but they still felt the need to go wake him up. The day is almost over. Mark 4, 35, the Bible says, And the same day when the even was come. It's time to go home. Time to hang it up. I remember on our trip to Israel, we, on, we were driving back from, uh, from JFK, the airport in New York. That's where he had flown back in from. You realize, oftentimes, that jet lag will absolutely wipe you out. And when, when we had left Israel, it was getting close to evening time, their time. So we had gotten acclimated to the time zones over there. And when we left, it was evening, and we did not sleep well on the plane at all. So we land, and we have to drive from JFK back to our house in Akron, Ohio at the time. We were up basically nonstop for about 26 hours. Can I tell you? I can in this small way. I'm not like Jesus in any other way, but I can commiserate with him here. That was a very long day. I was ready to go to sleep. And I didn't have to worry about sleeping in the back of a boat. He must have been very tired if he was going to sleep in the back of a boat. Don't you think? Now, as we leave Jesus here for just a moment, we're going we're gonna to continue with him tomorrow. And we're going to pick up this thought, because we know he loved his, his disciples. And we know when they came to him and asked him, Master, carest thou not that he perish? He didn't snap at them. He was probably very gracious with them when he rolled over and got up and said, Peace be still. But think about this. If Jesus is in your boat, you don't need to worry about anything. I'm going to encourage you, if you would, to consider holding on to this thought for the remainder of this week. We're going to continue. We're going to flesh this out just a little bit more. I'm going to thank you for listening today. As we conclude our broadcast, let me encourage you to consider coming to our open house. We're excited about having another open house here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. You can find more information about this event on our website. BibleTracksInc.org. Just like you can order free gospel tracks on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. Order it today. But let me encourage you, if you would, RSVP if you're able to come. It's September 30th. September 30th this year, 2023. If you are able to come, you can text me. My phone number is 309 316 Four zero. One more time. That number is three zero nine three one six seven two four zero. Now, as we conclude the broadcast today, let me encourage you, as always, to use gospel tracks. I've got my track wallet right here with all kinds of gospel tracks. I actually 
uh, this latest trip that I've been on, I wiped out so many. Both sides were completely full, and I've been blessed to have ample opportunities to give out gospel tracts, but that's no excuse because there's always going to be more people I'm going to meet. So I need to tell more people about the gospel, and you do as well. Let me encourage you, if you need gospel tracts, go to BibleTracksInc.org. As we sign off today, don't forget about the tract stories that we're posting over on YouTube. I'm excited so much to share those with you. Just search for Bible Tracks Inc., Bible Tracks Inc. on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel there, and the playlist is titled Tract Stories. If you need help finding them, just contact us. The announcer will be on in just a moment to tell you all the ways you can get a hold of us. Have a great day. For his glory, we will plan on talking to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.